This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome here in the Battleground. It's uh, Wednesday, 10 August, year for alert 2022. It's 90 days 90 days to game day, and quite frankly, 60 days, just two months until all these absurd mail-in ballots uh, go out. So we got a lot of work to do, big victory ahead of us as long as we work, work, work. Let's go to huge breaking news, as you saw in the 5 o'clock show, out of Mar-Lago. Let's go to our own Jane Zirkel again. Jane, uh, thank you uh, very much for being there. Another hot day in Florida. Talk to us about the MAGA. Last night, uh, people showed up. They were very enthusiastic, very peaceful, tremendous support for President Trump. Another big day where they're attacking him from all sides in, in New York City. We also are finding out uh, from the Justice Department, the Justice Department is throwing Chris Ray under the bus, saying that it was totally his call on this raid. Uh, put us in the room there. Uh, tell us where you are and specifically talk to us about the MAGA Patriots. Well, Steve, over to my left is Mar-a-Lago, the scene where it went down. And over to my right is the hub of where the support rallies have been forming. There have been patriots coming out since August 8th, and they've been nonstop. They are 120% committed to this cause, and they are energized and ready to show up on November 8th. Now, last night, I spoke to one gentleman who described it as this gathering got so big that it looked like more of a parade than just a small informal gathering. And because of that, the Palm Beach police did have to sort of condense the crowd into the area over to my right. And that did sort of shut things down a little bit, but people are continuing to show up. They are continuing to show up to support President Trump and they are absolutely outraged over what went on over here. Jane, let me ask you, the New York Times has a big article today about extremist voices. They talk about War Room. Uh, Jack Posobiec, many of the guests we have on here saying, hey, we're at war, we're at war, uh, using that metaphor. Uh, and they're saying, oh, they're stirring people up to violent action. The New York Times is clutching their pearls. Uh, do you get any sense of the patriots there, there to support President Trump? Do you get any sense that those folks would, would, would engage in any violence or just the the constitutionally guaranteed ability to uh, to protest and have their voices heard? Absolutely not. These rallies have been 100% peaceful. People have been cooperating with law enforcement. And there have been several members, particularly of the War Room Posse. Just over there, I saw a car saying, watch War Room on it. I've had several people come up to me and say hello. Energy is great. The energy is positive. And we are here being peaceful, supportive, and constructive. Jane, you've had the chance in the last couple of days to talk particularly to people, the Hispanic Americans, Cuban Americans, about the countries they came from and why they came to the United States. Can you share with our audience what their thoughts are? Many of these people coming from dictatorships, authoritarian governments, communist regimes. Why are they particularly 
pouring it. You know, President Trump's supposed to be a xenophobe. He's supposed to be a nativist. Uh, they tell us he's a racist. Why are Hispanics pouring out? And it looks like at any one time they're a third to at least 50 percent of the uh, of the of the gathering down there. What, what, what is it about the Hispanics and what attracts them to Donald J. Trump? Definitely. So the Hispanic population has been a huge percentage of people down here. There have been many signs such as Latinos for Trump that um, people have been displaying and they are energized because, like you said, they have firsthand experience. You know, we're not too far here in South Florida from Cuba, where many people have fled to America for safety, for refuge. They understand what communism looks like. They're saying, hey, what's going on, what went on in Mar-a-Lago on August 8th, 2022, is reminding them a lot of what they came from. And they don't like that. They don't want to see the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, turn into Cuba, turn into communist China, turn into Russia. They want to preserve America, its constitution, and the values that we stand for, that they believe in, and they know benefits their families. Jane, last thing, do you see the, uh, you've been out there with us since the beginning, the first night you went over, uh, do you see any uh, of this abating anytime soon? Or is it the more Letitia James and the more beatdowns that President Trump is getting at the hands of the administrative state, do you think the enthusiasm there in Palm Beach at these mini rallies will continue? From what I'm hearing, they will continue. I've heard of plans this weekend to form an even larger one, potentially do some of the famous boat parades that Florida has been known for with, you know, multitudes of boats waving Trump flags. So there's talks of that right now. And, you know, the energy is high. The morale is high. And so you can expect to see more of this and you can expect to see a lot more of this across the country. Jane, uh, what is your social media? How can people uh, follow you, particularly tonight uh, until we get back on air tomorrow morning at, uh, at 10 a.m.? How do folks follow you? You can find me on Twitter, Getter, and YouTube at Jane Zirkle. Okay, Jane's going to be out there with the uh, with the rallies tonight in support of President Trump. Jane Zirkle from Palm Beach. Thank you very much. Calamity Jane. I heard some folks actually were shouting that from the uh, from the bridge, uh, Calamity Jane, since uh, they saw her at CPAC. Thank you very much. I now want to go to um, Dave Bossi. Uh, Dave, you got a brilliant piece up. We had Monica Crowley on yesterday to talk a little bit about this, but then I saw your piece. I think it was in Newsweek uh, that I saw it, uh, or the Washington Times, I've heard one of these two. I, I want to talk about that. But first, give me your sense. We now know from stories breaking in Newsweek, Dave, uh, and others that it looks like the, the Justice Department is throwing Christopher Ray under the bus and the senior leaders of the FBI. They're saying, hey, we had nothing to do with this. This was totally the FBI. They thought they were just doing a normal course of business search for documents. They had no earthy idea this would blow up one. Uh, and this is on the Newsweek article with unnamed sources at Justice Department that were authorized to talk to to, to Newsweek about the story. Um <laughs> Dave, you're an old Washington hand. Is somebody running something off the flagpole quickly to make sure they're not taking blame for this? Well, yeah, you can you can believe that, Steve. But let, let, let's just let's just start from the beginning here. First of all, I served as the chief investigator for Congress uh, back in the '90s when we were investigating from the beginning, from Whitewater, uh, from Bill of uh, Bill Clinton, all the way through the impeachment. And I, I served in, in that capacity and learned exactly what these people were capable of, whether it was the FBI, 
whether it was the Department of Justice under then Janet Reno. This this action was not taken by Christopher Ray by himself. There is no way that he did that. Christopher Ray must answer and he must answer immediately. He he must or he must resign. And I believe he should resign immediately without question. And Merrick Garland. Slow down. Slow down. Hold on. Slow, hold, slow down. Slow down. Are you saying you don't believe what the leak story? You, 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 you don't believe the leak story? You think Justice Department's leaking a story that they're lying to try to put it all on Christopher Wright? I just want to make sure I get where Bossy's coming from because yeah. you're one of the smartest guys in D.C. about this. You think I've the Justice this- Department is lying? Okay, go ahead. I've seen this act before, Steve. <laughs> so have you. These people are inside the Department of Justice. This is an insidious operation to hunt and destroy Donald Trump, period, end of story. They will do it has been proven for six years. We don't need to see anymore. They will do whatever it takes to not. This is what it's about. It's about him not being able to run for president. They want to, through their means, take away 75 million votes. They want to stop the 50 percent of the American people who supported Donald Trump in 2020. And he is going to he is obviously the presumed nominee in 2024. This is the only way they feel they can stop him. This is that's my belief and opinion. And I can tell you, having been around the block a few times, I think that there's some credibility to it. So Christopher Ray must go. Merrick Garland must get before a House or Senate Judiciary Committee immediately this afternoon, tomorrow, without delay, and explain exactly how this happened and whether he signed off on it or not. And I don't believe that there is a judge in America that would have approved this type of search warrant without the attorney general's approval. That, if that well, happened, d- that, well, that's well, a whole series of other questions. Okay, but hang on for a second. Hold on. If, if, if you don't believe the leak, and they're very specific, these, these unnamed sources who Newsweek says are senior Justice Department officials that are authorized to speak to Newsweek for this story, Okay, they're saying they had nothing. This was all at the FBI and they thought it was a normal course of business and FBI was doing and they really didn't know anything about it. If that's the if you're saying that's a lie and they're just trying to shove Chris Ray under the bus and you're demanding that Chris Ray resign immediately and Merrick Garland go to the Hill to explain himself. Aren't you essentially saying after Garland explains himself under oath, he should resign resign also because you don't buy the fact that Merrick Garland didn't know about this and at least okay. And you're saying even the magistrate judge, although they didn't go to the federal judge running the case, they went to Florida to a, a magistrate, a federal magistrate, but still just a magistrate judge. You're saying that guy would have never approved it unless he knew it had DOJ what? authorization, not just FBI. What a, what judge in America in this political atmosphere that we are in is going to sign off on some because some jamoke fbi agent rolls in and says hey we're going to raid the former president's house at mar-a-lago by the way while he's in uh, uh while he's in new jersey at bedminster okay we're not communicating with his lawyers we haven't asked 
no, judges, judges, that would be a reach for a federal judge to do that. Now, could it have happened that some judge woke up in the, in the morning and said, I'm going to do this to get Donald Trump? And I, I believe the FBI, it, it begs credulity. It begs credulity. Let me just say this. Merrick Garland, you need to answer for this. And if, it's, if it is true that, that Christopher Wray was run amok, that the FBI was run amok, then you should be impeached because you are not managing that department. And, 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 and Kevin McCarthy and McConnell need to be presenting facts and evidence now to prepare for January to, go, to move against Merrick Garland. We cannot have a Justice Department that is run amok. It is, it is antithetical to what we are as Americans, and we cannot have this. Look, I, I, I want to make sure everybody understands something. Bossy and I go way back. Uh, we're very close uh, personally and professionally. People know Dave as head of Citizens United. They know him as a great filmmaker. They also know him as deputy campaign manager on the winning uh, on the winning uh the, the the winning campaign in 2016. I just want to make sure people know your bona fides when it comes to investigations. Just give us quickly your curriculum vita uh, of what you know, because you're at the highest levels running these investigations. You dealt with the FBI and DOJ on literally a daily basis at the attorney general, the head of the FBI level. Just tell the audience what's your background in this. Well, when, when the Whitewater committee, uh, special committee was created in the United States Senate, uh, in 1995, uh, I was brought in uh, by a f- former senator, United States senator from North Carolina, uh, Locke Faircloth, to work with Al, Al D'Amato, the chairman of the committee, uh, and, uh, and, and Orrin Hatch, and an incredible group of U.S. senators. And we went up against Paul Sarbanes, who was the ranking member, but Richard Benvenisti. Uh, and an incredible cast of really dedicated partisans uh, on the other side to, that we were investigating Bill Clinton. And what we did throughout that was create criminal referrals on a host of, 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 of Clinton administration officials, uh, including uh, Webster Hubble. We investigated the Vince Foster uh, death. We did. We covered everything in the first couple of years, 95 and 96. And then Newt Gingrich, who was then Speaker of the House, saw what I was doing. Uh, and and uh, Dan Burton was chairman of the uh, Committee on Government Reform and Oversight, uh, the main investigative body. And they brought me over and I became chief investigator for that. And I led all of the investigations uh, onward. Okay. And so give, I, give, I did give, do. Hang, 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 hang. Yeah. Hang on a I just want to make sure people understand something. You dealt in one of the most controversial investigations in American history that led to an impeachment of a president. He was not removed from office, but led to an impeachment of the president, the first since the Civil War. And people forget it was it's not like now, but man, it was contentious. And particularly given where the country was, it was contentious. all get out. Dave Bossy, before I let you go, my question to you is, have you would you ever even back then as partisan as it was, have you ever seen? The Justice Department and the FBI is out of control and weaponized as a political weapon in your life, sir. Not to this extent. We did see Janet Reno and 
her Justice Department throw their bodies in the doorway of justice to stop us. But that is that was to protect their president, Bill Clinton. That was that is different than weaponizing. Okay, and militarizing this Justice Department and this department and this Federal Bureau of Investigation. There must be accountability. Joe Biden must answer questions, must if he's capable. He must answer questions of whether or not he knew about it. And I know the White House is saying they are done. They are not to be believed. Okay, they are not to be believed. It must be proven. It must be proven that they didn't know because there's no way you would raid the former president's home at Mar-a-Lago, in my opinion, without Merrick Garland's approval and Joe Biden's personal sign-off. Wow. Wow. Abbasi, how do people follow you? We're going to get you back on tomorrow or the next day. Get uh, When we get you up on camera and see that lovely visage, uh, where, where, what's what's the social media? How do pe- how do people follow you? Because it's pretty explosive. Bossy saying that. Yeah, the, you're saying well, Joe you Biden's got to answer and make. Go ahead, sir. Go, go, David David underscore Bossy at both Getter and Twitter uh, at Dave Bossy on Truth Social, and you can go read that uh, 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 Washington Times piece that you mentioned, where I compare Joe Biden to to Richard Nixon. Uh, and 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 uh, and I believe uh, there's a lot of similarities there. People really need to look at. We'll get you back on here and talk about it. Dave Bossy. Thank you very much. Dave Bossy saying that Joe Biden's got to answer. I got two heavyweights uh, on deck. Let me go to Vernon Jones first. Uh, Vernon, uh, you've been involved in Democratic Party politics as partisan as they get. Uh, they play hardball down in Georgia. We understand that. Uh, give us your sense. You know, you're personally very close to President Trump. Give us your sense of the FBI and the Justice Department, particularly what we're hearing now, DOJ is throwing FBI under the bus saying, hey, we didn't know about anything. What, what is your take on actually the desecration of Mar-a-Lago by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, sir? Well, first of all, there's no question that Joe Biden and Merrick Garland, they have weaponized the Justice Department, weaponized the FBI. Uh, if you're afraid of taking on your opponent, and you want to use the Justice Department and the FBI to to damage your opponent to the point where he can't even qualify to run, that goes to show you how desperate they are. This is unprecedented. It's never happened before. The door is open now. The barn door is open. You go and you raid a former president's office over some archive records, which you could have had communications. I'm sure they did have communications with his staff about these records. They did it with Obama. When in fact, if you look at Hillary Clinton, not only did she have classified information on her personal server, look what she did to her phone. She destroyed a lot of stuff. And her staff was given immunity uh, when they started questioning about classified documents. So you have two tiers of justice here. This is clearly, even those that were on the, that were on the fence about President Trump, this really goes to say that President Trump was right about this Justice Department, about these, the deep state. They spied on a, uh, a presidential candidate. They spied on a president-elect. They spied on an actual president. What they did to Carter Page, what they did to so many. Steve, this is just a... The, there's no other agency in the federal government now, including the military, that has not been weaponized by Joe Biden and his administration. Vernon, let me just ask you, you were born at night, but you were not born at last night. Do you believe that they went down there with those FBI uh, stormtroopers just because of this archival, they're saying that's what it's about. Do you believe their primary mission there 
was these archival records Vernon Jones? Well, anybody to tell you, I have a history of dealing with uh, prosecute, prosecutors who abuse their office, do things. You know, they, they, they open our door up over here, but really they're trying to look over there. This was primarily, I believe, to get in there and have a way to get the search warrant, to get on the grounds, and to try to find anything. They just need one single thing. It may not be related at all. You know, you, you could even go back to Bill Clinton. It wasn't related to Whitewater that got him in trouble. What got him in trouble was when he lied before the, the, the uh, in his testimony, sworn testimony. And so they are trying to find just one piece of evidence on anything. It could tie back to the Manhattan District Attorney. It can tie back to the Southern District uh, uh, of the Justice Department. It can tie back to anywhere, to any uh, agency, law enforcement agency, that can get him on just one single issue, just one. It only takes one. And, and so if anybody thinks this is not a, a net that's being cast wide, I mean, this president has beat two impeachments, among other things. Steve, uh, you're right. I wasn't born last night. And uh, I can tell you this. Uh, I know some may think I'm slow. I went to school at night. But I can tell you this. Um, um, this is pretty obvious uh, what is going on here. And anybody think otherwise, they either never had to deal with the government uh, law enforcement agencies and how they abuse their power, or they just don't have a clue at all. Vernon, how do people follow you now? What's your social media? Give us the website, sir. Vernon Jones GA. Go to Vernon Jones GA at Vernon Jones GA on my uh, social media, and you can go to my my site again at JonesForGeorgia.com. JonesForGeorgia.com. Steve, thank you so much for bringing us to the forefront. You know what we're dealing again with. We got to continue to get people to understand this. Not about the president. This is what they can do to them, to every United States citizen in this country, Democrat or Republican. This is exactly what can happen to you. So it's not about the president. It's about you, an American citizen. Citizen. And and Vernon knows that. Vernon was a Democrat, came over to the MAGA movement, and they've been after him to tear him apart day one. This is about every American, every independent, every uh, working class populist Democrat out there. Understand, they can turn this apparatus right on you. They've turned it on many people, Vernon Jones and Donald Trump. And hey, there's, Donald Trump's just an example. Vernon, thank you so much yeah. for joining us here in the Peace world. Out. Let me go now to a dear a friend and colleague, a Bill Gertz. Bill, I've got you on here. You've got a major piece about the Wuhan lab, uh, and I've got a great young uh, uh, individual running for Congress who's going to back uh, come in in a second. But I got to ask you, Gertz, you've been around D.C. a long time. You're one of the great veterans. You know the national security apparatus. You know the intelligence apparatus. You know the FBI is better as good as anybody in town in DOJ. Give me your perspective of, and you're very close to President Trump. He, he reads all of your columns. He totally respects you as far as being an old China hand and, and understanding the CCP. Gertz, talk to me about the FBI in this raid, your assessment. Well, uh, I've uh, covered the FBI for decades, and I can tell you that I don't know if it's weaponized, but it's definitely politicized. And it began under Louis Free several administrations ago. Uh, the thinking was the FBI is a conservative, patriotic, pro-American organization and anti-communist. And they didn't like that. The left didn't like that. So they began to systematically uh, skew the FBI through hiring practices, through policies. And now we've reached the point where it's uh, it's become a woke organization in a lot of ways. Now, I think during the Trump administration, they did turn their focus on China 
especially counterintelligence-wise. They did some good things there, so I'll give them credit for that. But they have become politicized. I think we saw that in uh, Peter Strzok, who was you know, the, the, one of their top counterintelligence officials and turned out to be uh, a liberal left uh, political activist in charge of uh, the major counterintelligence unit at, at the FBI. Bill, you're talking about Louis Freeze back in the 90s, and I had the whole situation with with uh, with um, 9-11. But you saw the rise of China. Look, your reporting alone has laid out the, the unrestricted warfare of the Chinese Communist Party against the American people. And honestly, until Trump got in and just a few things, I think, at a very, you know, grundoon level, you really haven't seen him going after it. How do you rate their their record? The, the woke FBI against the Chinese Communist Party in the United States, sir? Uh, they have not done enough. That's for that's for sure. I think part of the reason is they don't have a clear, they don't have good intelligence on Chinese networks. Uh, they're beginning to come to terms with it. Uh, for example, what are they doing against the United Front Work Department? That's really on par with the Ministry of State Security and the PLA uh, Intelligence Organization. Uh, they've got to do more on influence operations. The FBI is tasked with countering foreign disinformation and influence operations, and they have not done enough on that score. There, there's major Chinese influence operations that are underway, whether it's election, whether it's influencing our politics. Uh, we're seeing more and more of that, and they've got to crack down, especially on United Front Work Department, which is this Communist Party of China, quasi-intelligence and influence organization. Bill, hang on for a second. I'm going to just hold you through the break for a moment. Bill Gertz is probably uh, the most well-sourced reporter and columnist in all of Washington media about the Chinese Communist Party. He's been fighting the Chinese Communist Party for many, many decades, and he's too nice a guy to really <laughs> to really beat up, beat the FBI down. To I think they failed on all levels. and and, and it's been a disgrace, and they I think they've gone beyond politicization to weaponization. We're going to return. Bill Gertz has got a major piece, as he often does in the Washington Times today, about Wuhan lab. We're also going to go to Arizona 4. People don't normally in MAGA think about this. They think about, uh, they think about uh, going after this because it's so heavily Democratic. But there's a young man out there that's now got the nomination, I think is going to really shock people and turn things around in Arizona 4. We're going to be back going to Arizona just a moment when we return in the world. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, 
antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. We have Bill Gertz, the Washington Times. We're also going to get to Louis Pozzola, who's running in Arizona 4. Bill, uh, quite frankly, another blockbuster story of yours coming from the Washington Times about the Wuhan lab. Tell us what, uh, tell us what you've now seen. And I guess it's in congressional testimony that is, quite frankly, as we've said on this show from the beginning, and you were with me the night we heard it, Back in January, I think January 15th or 16th of 2020, Gertz was sitting right next to me. Uh, Gertz, what have we found out about the Wuhan lab through testimony? On uh, gain-of-function virus research in China. Of course, that's where the Wuhan Institute of Virology came in. Stephen Quay was one of the experts who testified at the hearing. I think it was Government Affairs uh, Emerging Threat Subcommittee. And he disclosed that uh, through a forensic inquiry, uh, that was on the NIH uh, gene bank uh, website. This is a database of uh, all DNA sequences. And the Chinese mistakenly put up a whole bunch of data from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And Stephen Kui's researchers found out that they have a virus on there that they were working on called the Nipah virus. Now, Nipah is an extremely deadly virus that's 
60 times more deadly than the COVID virus. And here the Chinese were working on this. And interestingly, the Centers for Disease Control has classified this as a bioterrorism weapon. So here you have the Chinese violating the Biological Weapons Convention by conducting this research on this Nipah virus. Uh, it's, it's quite a disclosure. How long have people known about this, Bill? I know you just reported it today, but how long have people known about this? Well, it just came, it was just released at, at the hearing last week. Uh, Rand Paul was in charge of the, he was co-chairing the hearing on this, this subcommittee hearing. Um, I mean, the whole issue of gain-of-function research, the Chinese are obsessed with bat coronaviruses, of which uh, the COVID virus is one. They've discovered some 2,000 viruses just in the last five years. And they're manipulating the, the gene sequences of these viruses to make them more infectious to humans. Now, recently, Anthony Fauci, the uh, NIH guy, was saying that, oh, we need to continue to do scientific research with China. The United States needs to cut off all research with China until they come clean about the kinds of dangerous virus research they're doing at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But, Bill, look, the whole concept of building a level four lab that the French built under supervision or they supervised was once again a commitment by the CCP who had already lied when they came into the, you know, they lied 40 years ago. They lied when they come to the WTO. They lie all the time about their adherence to the Biological Weapons Treaty, knowing that they're doing NEPA, knowing that CDC classifies that. When do you think the government, I realized in the hearing it was just last week and you're now reporting it, but when do you think our government actually came aware of the fact that the, that the, the Chinese Communist Party is openly putting up on their website where they're working with weaponized uh, viruses and doing additional gain of function to create something that's 60 times more deadly than the, uh, the COVID-19 CCP virus? Well, I contacted the State Department's uh, ABC Bureau. They're the ones that do arms control compliance. And I asked them, are you aware of this? Got no response. I also contacted NIH and CDC, also uh, crickets, no answer from them. So I'm hoping that Congress will pick up the ball here and pass some legislation that will prohibit any kind of cooperation with China on medical or health research until they disclose everything they know about the COVID virus and about these other dangerous viruses that they're working on, including the Nipah virus. Have we talked about having these hearings with Fauci and the thing? Is going to be a, a this is going to be another article of impeachment? This is out of control. This yeah. is out of control. Gertz, we're going to get you back on. I'm going to talk to you after the show. This is another blockbuster. They're actually working on Nipah. It's up on their site. Inadvertently put it up. 60 times more deadly than COVID, and they're brazenly in your face violating a treaty that they're supposed to be uh, they're supposed to be working under and adhering to, and they lie with a straight face. And the CDC and these guys know about it. Gertz, what's your social media? What's the website they go to, and how do they get your magnificent book, sir? Uh, it's uh, at Bill Gertz on uh, Twitter, uh, Getter, and Truth Social. Uh, also, The Gertz File is my website, and I've got a new podcast called Victory Over Communism. You can get that at victoryovercommunism.net. Bill Gertz, you're a good man, and you're a great reporter. Thank you very much for coming on here, sir. Honored to have you on there. That's a patriot.
Thanks, I have Steve. to get Gertz back on in one of these morning shows and talk about the Louis Free of it all. He knows this. He knows the institution as good as anybody. Okay. When you mention Arizona four and the congressman is out there, everybody says you're wasting your time. You're never going to defeat him. He's dug in. It's a D plus 50 district. It's in the heart of one of the most liberal parts of one of the greatest states in the country, Arizona, which is Magaland. Let's bring in Louis Pozzola now, who has a Republican nomination and is going to take on the Democrats. Sir, walk us through the district. And and why do you think when everybody says Arizona four, forget about it, (laughs) that's such a Democratic stronghold. Why do you think there's enough MAGA voters there or you can convince enough MAGA voters that the Biden regime is working against their interests, Louis? Well, uh, it's Congressional District 7. Uh, we have 82% of the border uh, between Arizona and Mexico. Uh, all the ports of entry are in my district. Uh, poverty is doubled than any place in Arizona. Uh, inflation is hurting our people. Crime, fentanyl. Uh, I think everybody is waking up. Uh, we have uh, more independents than Republicans in CD7. Uh, we also have 64% Latino. Uh, Latinos are waking up and understanding now the policy from Donald Trump were a lot better for them. Uh, you know, when they're paying $5 gas and they're making 50 k a year, they are feeling the pain. And now they're looking into, hey, I want to go back to what happened between 2016 and 2020. Uh, I believe we have, we have a shot. People are tired of the policies of Democrats in, in CD7. Uh, hopefully the Republican Party can see that, you know, it's very important to take this seat back away from a guy you know, who's been there for 20 years, is open borders, uh, is not doing anything to stop the Sinaloa cartel to push drugs and smuggle people and children into our district. Uh, this is very important to take over this district. And, you know, I'm not a politician, I'm a business person, an immigrant who came to this country escaping similar policies. Um, you know, this is my last stand. I don't have a place to go. I wasn't planned to be in politics, but I'm fighting for my district. Let me ask you, he's one of the more powerful Democrats, at least purports to be one of the more powerful Democrats out there. This is a real stronghold. And uh, and he's put forward on media all the time, particularly to talk about the racist nature of the MAGA, you know, um, uh, immigration, you know, Trump's a nativist, Trump's a racist, Trump, you know, hates Hispanics. Tell me how you counter that, sir. Well, uh, I, I believe, you know, I'm Hispanic first uh, and, and second one. People are tired of his, uh, you know, his uh, message. Uh, Raul is, uh, you know, he, he always go to Washington and talk about that, but he's absent in our district. Nobody has seen Raul Grijalva in the last 20 years. Nobody, you know, he doesn't do any town halls. He doesn't walk the neighborhood. He doesn't connect to the people. Basically, the only place you can find Raul Grijalva is by 9, 10 o'clock. You can go around the two zone bars and you will find Raul somewhere already drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's a reality with Raul Grijalva. He just forgot about the people. Um, they understand that, you know, his message is just rhetoric. Now you have a guy who is an immigrant and it's another Latino guy who is working, you know, with a party who was able to provide solutions to our people for 40 years. And people are seeing that. I see a lot of good reaction, uh, especially from Democrats, from Latinos and independents coming into my race. Uh, Louis, when you talk to give me a minute on when you talk to folks in the, in the district itself. You walk around as a Hispanic businessman. What are they telling you the two or three things they really want you to focus on for them? Uh, crime is number one. Uh, drugs and education. Uh, you know, we have uh, overdose and fentanyl in Tucson. You know, that's the epicenter of overdose and 
you're talking about middle, middle school and high school children. We are not talking about 60, 70 years old people. They get overdosed and get killed by fentanyl. And of course, you know, the absence of uh, prosperity, Raul have killed, uh, you know, businesses, especially the mining, what 74% of the copper use in America come from my district. And Raul Grijalva has been fighting mining, has been fighting every type of business uh, who is trying to invest in our district. And poverty rate has been increasing, especially in Tucson, in the area where he's, he's from. Uh, and people are feeling that. People want solutions. People say it is time to change. They are open to change. And, and that's what they feel. You know, the feel that they have right now, we need somebody else. Raul has been there for too long. I don't see the solutions. Let's try somebody else. Louis, how do people give us your social media and how do people get to your site and, and check this out? This is a really uh, this is an amazing race, particularly since you're yeah. not a career politician. So how do people find out more about you? Yeah, you can go to my, you know, my website, my social media is Luis number four Congress dot com. Uh, you can find me at Luis Luis for Congress dot com, um, you know, anywhere, social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, Twitter and my Facebook, uh, my website is LouisForCongress.com too. So easy to find. Louis, thank you very much. Look forward to having you on here many more times as uh, as uh, Arizona is a true MAGA state, and you're the classic uh, MAGA uh, politician. Somebody came from the being an entrepreneur and not a career politician. So a breath of fresh air, Louis. Thank you very much for joining us here today in the war room. Thank you, sir. Thank you. A pleasure to be in your show. Honor to be in your show. Honored to have you on here. This is the future, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we're going to turn this thing around, folks, just like that. And we're going to be everywhere in every state and every congressional district. Everything's achievable. Everything's winnable. Okay. Now I want to break. We're going to come. I want to really break down the administrative state. This FBI raid is all about that. I want to go back to my talk at CPAC. And I'm going to end tonight with really the most heart-rendering uh, interviews we had in all of CPAC. A young woman sitting there, a mother talking about the Chinese Communist Party from mainland China. Okay, here we go. My speech at CPAC on the administrative state. China collapses in front of them. The last line of work was the deconstruction of the administrative state. When I said that, you know, they had the media back there, you know, all the things, so CPAC was in Washington, thousands of people. And everybody's sitting there going, deconstruction, what, what is this madman talking about? The audience stood up and cheered. They know what the administrative state is. We can't call it any cutesy name like the swamp anymore. This is not about getting rid of two regulations for everyone. We have a fourth branch of government that's a leviathan. It's a leviathan. It's been created, by the way, it's anti-democratic because they set it up to be impervious to elections. This is how we won more elections than we've lost, and we've lost the country. In President Trump's brilliance, he was able to think through the court system. We now are on the edge of a revolution that we can take this on and deconstruct it. How? Because of the Supreme Court and the federal court system, right? Brought to you by Donald J. Trump. When the history of this time, when the history of this time is written, it's it, it, the, the Roe v. Wade, which are so monumental, and the right to lifers, absolutely 50 years with no money, incredible, incredible, incredible. That's going to pale in comparison to EPA versus West Virginia. Okay, 
EPA versus West Virginia. That's the one that's got them scared. We now have a court system with major legal intellectuals, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Alito, that are going to give us that. That's going to be the driving force in taking down the administrative state. And look, next year, they're going to talk about the independent state legislatures to devolve all the powers back to that, including this is where elections are going to be decided. No longer with these governors in these northern states that have, that have Republican assemblies, but they want to change the rules for mail-in ballots. We have a court system, finally, that is going to be on our side and directionally go. This is why Cash Patel, this great patriot, acts... <laughs> People think Cash is just a genius about counterterrorism and national security and everything like that, and he is, and he'll be the, the head of the CIA in the second term. But Cash understands the administrative state. This is more than a bureaucracy, right? This is an organic thing that's grown. It has its own courts. It puts its own legislation out in the Federal Register. It has its own enforcement. Capability. It's an absolute government that must be taken apart brick by brick. And Cash gave us, Cash showed us how. Axios has been reporting it. Remember, we have 4,000, 4,000 political appointees in any administration. One, roughly 1,000 have to be Senate confirmed, so they're going to take a while. 3,000 can hit the beach day one. In 16, in 16, obviously, it was a come-from-behind victory. We didn't have this. We didn't have the troops. We, didn't, we hadn't really gotten organized like that. But now we have no excuse. This is why you have all these great think tanks coming up. We're going to have a well-trained cadre of people that will hit the beach day one. And their number one thing is to start taking apart the federal bureaucracy brick by brick. In the next 24 months, starting on November 8th, through the 24 elections, we have the opportunity that will never come again, ever, ever. We have the ability to shatter, shatter the Democratic Party as a national political institution. And how are we going to do it? Do you see moms from America? We're going to do it at school boards. We're going to... We're going to do it at school boards. We're going to do it at election boards. We're going to do it at medical boards. We're going to do it at canvassing boards. We're going to do it at state legislatures, county supervisors, the House, the Senate, all of it. And once we do it, by the way, if you look at the cycle, we could take the House right now with 40 or 50 seats. There's 74 in play. We should take every one we can possibly get. We can win D plus 8 and 10. Why? Because as the mom for liberty said in Babylon B, this cultural revolution, the Hispanic and African-American community are two of the most conservative communities socially out there, and they detest what's going on. And they're not prepared to back a party that's going to be nothing but groomers, destroy their young men, and destroy their young women. The Senate cycle in 2024, we could actually get a Senate that's filibuster-proof. And the return of Donald J. Trump to the White House. But this time, this time, this time, trust me, those people out there, the people that come here, the people that work so hard for Kerry Lake that made that victory possible, 
her victory. She won in every, what, every district, every county, every precinct in Arizona. The game day vote was 70-30. She got outspent $30 million to $3 million, and she was on Fox, besides the great Maria Bartiroma. She was on Fox, Fox News, one time in seven months. One time. And that was, and that was Brett Baer, who regretted that interview. <laughs> By the way, the Brett Baer, uh, you know, trap he said in the attack piece, has Kerry came out, that's the difference between the varsity and the junior varsity. <laughs> we can't mess around this time. The American people are going to entrust us. People talk about, you know, succession, we ought to be leaving states, Texas ought to leave our dear. That's all nonsense. We're two-thirds of the nation. All they talk about in MSNBC is democracy, democracy, democracy. We're going to give them a democracy suppository on November 8th. Where are you from? Dallas. Dallas? Right here, yes. Why are you here at CPAC? Well, because of you guys. <laughs> oh. I've been I've been in January 6th. I've been there. I've been following you guys for a long time. I'm, I'm from Communist China, so I know how... Ah, you're from, you're from mainland China? Yes, yes. Take down the CCP? Yes. Yeah. Tell us how bad the CCP is to the great people in China. Oh, it's super, super bad. And anybody want the communist or socialism, they can move to China. Yeah. Please go. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Please go. Don't stay here. Yeah. Don't destroy our country, a great American here. Please. Amen. Yeah. I, I, no, I want you to tell America right now or what you're seeing since you came from communist China or what you've seen of these radical Democrats and these globalists. Is it like what you saw in communist China? Yes, actually... <laughs> Absolutely worse. Back, kind of like back in 1949, before the communists took over. That's exactly what happened. The history is repeating itself. They gave you all the glory, imagination, but every, but everything is control, control, control. They want to control everything of us. They don't want any freedom for anybody. Okay, so that's what happened in China right now. You think the economy is okay, but the, nobody has a freedom over there. That's why I escaped China. Back in 1992, I do not want to go back to China. <laughs> are the CCP, is it atheist? Yes, they are. They are. They, they don't believe in God. That's why they can do anything they want, they think. And that's why they don't have moral stand. Yes. Thank you so much. Does, so it scare you? Does it scare you that you're seeing the same things coming over here? Absolutely. I'm telling you, my kids actually being brainwashed by... Yes. By yeah. Your children, you believe, are being brainwashed here in America as bad as in CCP mainland China. Yes. I, they, they were born here, the American citizens, but I, I was shocked when they telling me what they're thinking. So uh, I was totally did not know they will brainwash my kids like this. So we need to, we need to start working at from school board, from everything we need to take over. We, we need to take over. We need to, we need to give, bring back our generation, our country. This is why we're at war. Yeah. It's 100% war, no doubt about it. 